Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we look back and look at the uh, challenges, we didn't have uh, the views that you had later on TV. We didn't have those before the next play, you know, where they spliced together the angles. And it didn't look like on the angle we had that we'd win it. And going back and looking at the spliced angle, we wouldn't have won it. I mean, they aren't, they're not going to overturn that. As far as the one, uh, the one we did challenge, I think that was the right challenge. You know, you did the best you could. We didn't have the, the view of it stop-start. And it ended up being straight across. You know, that's a 17-yard play on third and long. That's a high-leverage type opportunity. You've got to challenge that one in that situation. So I think looking back, we probably did the right thing. I know we did the right things. We thought it was a first down. I mean, everybody in the stadium thought that was a first down. It came on TV in our press box as a first down. We called a first down play there. So we wasted a play on that one administratively. So that was one you'd like to have back. As we looked at it, it shouldn't have been marked short. Uh, they should have caught it upstairs with the uh, replay official, but they didn't. So we'll take responsibility for that. Vinny and Haney here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Cordell Woodland in for Bob Haney. I'll be here for Bob all week here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. To challenge or not to challenge? That's right. the question. And John Harbaugh, I mean, we're to keep it in perspective, this is a 9-3 and three football team at the top of the conference going into the bye. It is amazing that this is the thing that's overshadowing the victory that they had Sunday. But... I totally understand it. And I got to say, Vinny, even after hearing Harbs explain his thought process and his reasoning again, and he pretty much said the same things that he said post-game, I'm just not satisfied. He says there that the one that they challenged, you have to challenge that. I don't agree with that. I don't think you have to challenge that. I would make the argument that the Aguilar one is the one you have to challenge, not the one that you challenge because you don't think a team can properly execute that play the way that they did. Well, they weren't going to challenge the, the Aguilar one, Cordell, because they thought they called a first down play. They thought it was a first down play. And we'll hear Todd Munkin talk about it where he thought, yeah, he said, I called a first down play. So they thought it was. Otherwise, they would have challenged on that one. Now, the Lamar one, you know, the only thing I, I would say about that is the guy in the booth who's the referee, mm-hmm. you know, who they asked, he said, that's a first down. And they kept talking in the bo- in the TV, that's a first down. Mm-hmm. Lamar's signaling first down. So I, I thought, I mean, just watching it on TV, and they had the TV copy, and I mean, TV slow – the the problem with the Ravens was they went like hurry up. Right. If they would have just kind of taken the chill pill, then they would have got more angles from the TV copy, and then they would have got it. That 
all this all this stuff if the biggest thing is if they make the fourth down play none of this crap matters right, right. the problem is they didn't make the fourth mm-hmm. down play i didn't even understand the hurry up in that in yeah. that situation even if you thought it was a first down why, why? Well, Todd kind of talks about the hurry up because um, they're they're running up there quick to get set, so the defense can't get their hand in the ground and get set for right. that play. So that's why they go hurry up, and we'll hear those, you know, cuts later from Munkin. And that's not new for them. They, they no, they that, do that a lot. Right. That that they do and that. I, I thought quite they often. do it because they bring the tackle over. Yeah, I, I I just didn't everything going you know the whole sequencing of it all. Right. I just didn't like it. it, it it's like one, I, you go from one problem to another almost. Well, the the thing why I would have challenged the Lamar one is because on a twenty seven yard line mm-hmm. going in, mm-hmm. and that's critical time. To me, that's you know more critical than you know the pass down the line of scrimmage, you know, that uh, Keenan Allen did. Yeah. I, I mean, watching that one, when I watched it on TV, I, that's a hell of a play. Right. I, I didn't think it was forward at all. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I, right there with you. Watching it live, I figured that that was a, a legal pass. At, at most, in which it turned out to be, it was at the same yard line, and that's legal as long as it doesn't yeah. go forward. and. Look, Harb's talked about a lot more, and we'll hear from him and Todd Munkin and uh, maybe Mike McDonald as well later in the show. But one of the other things that John Harbaugh spoke about was Ronnie Stanley and, oh. and the play of Ronnie Stanley as of late. And we've talked a lot about this as well. Obviously, Ronnie's not having the year that he'd like to have, that the Ravens would like him to have, or that any of us expect from him. You know, I'd make the argument he looked better last year coming off of injury than he does this year, where he's still dealing with some nagging injuries here and there. Um, but but Harms was, was, in my opinion, I thought he was pretty candid about uh, about Ronnie Stanley and his play as of late. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, though, you know, because I, I just watched the, the All-22, Cordell, and I, I caught up like uh, had it been six or seven pass plays. Mm-hmm. He just gets walked. He can't anchor. He has no strength whatsoever. And you got it, Norm? The cut? No, it was. I gotta grab it here okay. soon. But but I mean, Harbs talks about him and says he his he needs to get stronger. He needs to be at practice, and uh, he needs his technique. So I mean that that kind of says Macari would have been better in this game than Ronnie Stanley was. Now Ronnie in the run game better. Mm-hmm. Pass game sucked. I mean, just awful. He killed him. You 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 talk about you know you want to throw the ball down the field. He wouldn't allow it. Because Ronnie just, whether it be Khalil Mack or mm-hmm. 45, the rookie, they just walked him right back all day long. How concerning is that when you look at their schedule and they've got guys like Josh Allen, they've got guys like Nick Bosa, you've got Bradley Chubbs of the world, and uh, I forget the other edge rusher in Miami, but they've got Christian Wilkins inside. They've got a couple of guys out there, TJ Watt at the end of the season. I mean, it doesn't get any easier in terms of these elite pass rushers that they're going to be facing, not to mention Aaron Donald in their next game who likes to go inside and out, you know? So it's, it's just, it's going, they're going to be no weeks off for these guys. No. Well, you're hoping that over the next two weeks, Ronnie gets a lot healthier. That, that That's the thing. Cause I'm guessing he hadn't hardly practiced at all. Mm-hmm. And 
if if he is the if if they were to have to play this week and he was the same and not practicing, I play Macari because he's killing Lamar. He's killing the pass game. He's killing uh, Munkin's got to protect him. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing. I mean, you figure I got a Pro Bowl tackle. I you know we'll give Moses help because Moses needs help against a good rusher, and now you got two guys that you know need some help. Now both played well in the run game. I thought offensive line wise, and we'll go over you know later. You know, but uh, the offensive line, I thought in the run stuff, I thought they did good. You get it, Norm? I'm recording it as we oh, speak. I, oh, yeah. Okay, don't worry about it. Should have been done last night, but you know, yeah. it's another story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the Ravens. It, it's it's a team that, like I said, is in good shape. No doubt, nobody's perfect right now, and I think the issue that everybody has with the things that we're talking about are just how concerning it'll be once you get down the road. You know, it's okay when you're beating this the Chargers of the world with some of these things, but as you get into January and, you know, that's that's the time of the year that matters for this Ravens team. That That's what it's all about. This has been a team that can get into the playoffs with their eyes closed every year. Yep. What are they going to do in, in January? And I think some of the things that people – have seen to this point in the season is making them skeptical of how far this team could go. Well, for them to be able to be more explosive in the pass game, the tackle's got to be able to hold up because when you're throwing the ball down the field, I mean, if you're just dropping back under center, that's a seven-step drop. Mm -hmm. And, all right, from the gun, it's probably three steps. He doesn't have that kind of time. He doesn't have that time whatsoever. Like on the one that he hit Aguilar on the crosser, mm-hmm. if he'd have had more time, it was Bateman or, or Zay running deep, probably could have taken the shot down there too. So in past, I'll bet you if we sat down with the offensive staff and said, you know, what's the biggest problem you got right now in the pass game? It's probably protection, you know, in this last game. It was Ronnie Stanley was the killer. Do you think that's why? they haven't been able to push it down the field as often as probably a lot of people would like them to? Um, He's had some time in some games. Uh, Well, I think a lot of it to Cordell is, is he hadn't been accurate down the field. That's, that's, that's the issue. Um, He's overthrown a bunch. He's gotten better as of late. I'm I mean, about to say, I think the last two games, I'd say the the Bengals game, I thought he threw the yep. ball down the field well. The, yep. Even the Chargers one, the one he, he threw down the field to Zay, that goes right through Zay's hands down the field. Um, I always taught receivers, ball coming over your head on a deep ball, you got to get little fingers together. You know, you got to make a basket because if it because if you have your hands apart. And it hits your hand. It's going through. Mm-hmm. You put your little fingers together. You got a chance for it to bounce off your hands. Yeah, I think once they start being able to take the top off the defense, that that's when the offense will not only hit another gear, but maybe even show more consistency. Well, plus what it does is it opens up, you know, the deep ends right. and those kind of things. Right. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, 410-583-1057 is the number. If you want to jump in, of course, we'll be taking your calls. Throughout today's show, we'll also coming up next be talking about what Ravens should possibly be going to the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl voting is open. The Ravens are advertising it on their Twitter page and I'm sure their website as well. A couple of guys on this team that I think have put together Pro Bowl performances to this point in the season. We'll talk about it next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right here on The Fan. What are you drinking? Vinny. Cake bread. Chardonnay. Haney. Mick Ultra. Vinny and Haney. 105.7 The Fan. I got to see it that it's third and a foot. You know, we went fast off of it. Not that we couldn't go fast. We spit the ball in the perimeter for an RPO, and the, the defender knocked it down, and you're like, fourth and a foot. You know, like, okay, what are we going to do now? You know, luckily, Gus did a great job of getting the foot. Vinny and Haney back here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, turning it up to 12 today, right here on the fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato, Quick Draw McGraw behind the glass and you hear offensive coordinator Todd Munkin there talking about their play selection. Uh, I guess that's after the Aguilar. Well, uh, it, the Aguilar thing happened on second down, second, second down. and 22. So they all thought it was a first down. Mm-hmm. So he called a first down play on third down to, and then uh, they Zay. got the fourth down. Right. And uh, let me just say it was well blocked, but they had more than, than the Ravens had. So, you know, as, as a coach, you tell your back, listen, we can't block everybody. BYOB. Mm-hmm. It's not bring your own bottle. It's be your own blocker. <laughs> right. So, and he was. I mean, because he Walker. worked his ass. Yeah. I mean, that was an awesome Kenneth play Walker. by Murray, Murray and even a better play by Gus because he spun back. Yeah, he needed he all that 240 pounds. And Gus, I was about to say, Gus is a big dude, man. He he definitely showed Got it. Got his pads on, over his toe. Yeah. No, that, that, that was a pivotal play for sure. And it really saved them um, from having to answer more questions. About oh, those, that been those what, challenges. Yeah, because that would have been, what, three, four downs they mm-hmm. didn't make? How about in 19, they were like, what, 20 out of 20? I mean, guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. You they were like the knew. Eagles. Yeah, they, right without, without the touch push. Right. Without the touch push. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and I think in that game against the Chargers, you really got, got to see how many g- really good players the Ravens have on their team as we get closer uh, to the end of the season. Obviously, Pro Bowl voting is heating up. You heard the telecast talking a lot about guys like Kyle Hamilton, talking a lot about Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about what Ravens can make the Pro Bowl, Vinny. Who, what types of guys are coming to mind for you? Well, offensively, with Andrews going to miss the rest of the season, he won't. Um, let me see. Lyndon Barm will be in the discussion. Mm-hmm. 
He'll be in a discussion. And Lamar. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensively, I think that's it. That's probably it. That's probably it. And defensively, oh. Can't take everybody. <laughs> well, Matabike is going to be, he's got 10 sacks. So mm-hmm. he's going to be in the discussion. Clowney's going to be in the discussion. He, he, I would imagine so. And both linebackers, mm-hmm. Stevens and Hamilton. I wonder how much love Stevens will get. Because I agree. I think he's playing at a pro He, he doesn't level. have enough interceptions. That's that's the thing. He hasn't made enough wow plays. Well, Stone's gonna get some Stone's gonna get some love because he leads the league in interceptions or tied for the league in yeah. interceptions. You'd think. It, it He'll just, be like third team, something like yeah. that, I'll bet. Yeah. But I, I would think that Matabike Clowney won't make first team because you got you know, Garrett, mm-hmm. you don't think Clowney would love it, you know, to make it. But, you know, you got Clowney. You got a lot of dudes that are got a bunch of sacks. Mm-hmm. But he's going to make, he may make third team Pro Bowl. Matabike, Clowney. Pierce should get some love in there too, possibly. I mean, Hamilton definitely is going to make I think it. Hamilton's with the TV, going. with the net. Yeah. Well, and here's the. When's voting over? December, probably a couple weeks, and All then right. the player don't the uh, the players themselves have a, yeah. a voice in that? Yeah, they they yeah. have a percentage. Yeah, and because yeah, that kind of upset me last year because I think Tua was snubbed last year in, in a year where um, he I think didn't Tua lead the league in passing last year or something something egregious well, happened. He wouldn't have participated well, he, anyway. Right. Well, yeah. they didn't do anything but yeah. play <laughs> dodgeball and. Flag football anyway, even though uh, Tariq Hill got popped All on the right. on the side. Voting line. begins. Pro Bowl voting officially has begun, and will continue through Monday, December twenty fifth. Okay, so from eleventh to the twenty fifth, you can you can vote. And well, here here's the thing: is um, between. Now, and well, it's through Christmas, so the Ravens play Christmas night. Mm-hmm. So that's another national game for them. If Miami gets moved to Sunday night, national game. Jacksonville's a national game. So they got three national games, and that's gonna that could elevate some other guys into the Pro Bowl. Let's say Zay Flowers um, in those three games has, you know, like three or four touchdowns, and then all of a sudden, but because the national games help you get exposure, oh, yeah. especially from the players and fans from other cities that don't don't watch you all the time. Now, when I was in San Fran, it was I think it was earlier the voting because like the votes had come out on a Monday, and then that Tuesday, that week of practice was our worst week mm-hmm. of practice because we'd always get like double digits, but the guys that didn't. They'd be all pissed off and like, why didn't I make it? And right. We'd have crappy practices, <laughs> you know. So that was always the worst way. I mean, the coaches hated it because all you had to do is like pump these dudes back up. That well, why didn't I make it? Four one zero five eight three one zero five seven is the number if you want to jump in. Let's grab Harry and Owens Mills. Harry, you on the fan? Good morning, gentlemen. What's going on? Good. Um, as always, Ravens for life. I'm going to change the channel for a quick second. And I get it. As the owner of a team, it's your team. You can do what you want. But I think when you do the wrong thing, bad karma comes your way. And let me explain what I mean. And I think this goes beyond the firing of Frank Reich. Let's go back to last year. 
you fired Matt Rule, and you appointed Steve Wilkes as the interim head coach. That man did a great job mm-hmm. of injecting passion, enthusiasm, and a winning culture within that organization. Now, keep in mind, he had Sam Darnold at quarterback, as starting quarterback, and Deontay Foreman as a starting running back. They had such a good season that, number one, they almost beat the Ravens after starting poorly, as well as they had a meaningful game at the end of the season against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a playoff spot on the line. So I think part of that is you get what you get when you do the wrong thing. Because to me, in my opinion, there was no reason for Steve Wilkes not to be given an opportunity to be the head coach of that team. And I understand when he was with the Arizona Cardinals, Cardinals, he got fired after one year, but I think he learned a lot from that experience, and he brought that to the Carolina Panthers organization, which really helped them going forward. And that's my comment for today, gentlemen. I look forward the, to the hearing The only problem is today. when you got those billionaire rich Thanks dudes. Thanks for the call, Harry. Grass is always greener. And here's the thing, you know, when you're dealing with owners, who's in his ear? That's the thing. Who's who's talking to him? And, you know, I mean, I've been through situations where owner I've, – I've had one owner – Never involved, and one owner there every day. Overly, <laughs> yes. So, and, and it, it's it's difficult because they said Tepper is the one that wanted um, Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. Everybody else wanted Stroud, and I've been through situations like that where um, an owner wants, like Dan wanted Brady Quinn in a worse way. <sighs> we were at the combine, and Dan fell in love with him, and. That's that's a that's a quarterback, blah, 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 blah. So it took me and Joe a week to sit down with him, watch film with him, and explain to him how Brady Quinn wasn't mm-hmm. the guy. So, I mean, and, and here's what happens in those type of situations. You're spending so much time and exhausting so much energy where you could be doing other stuff. Right. That's the problem when owners are heavily involved. Where Eddie DeBartolo, Eddie'd fly in. The draft was Saturday and Sunday at that time. Eddie'd fly in Friday. He'd walk into my office. Well, we would, the scouts would be in Friday morning, and then I'd send them, they'd go play golf in the afternoon because Eddie was going to come in and meet with me. Eddie'd walk into my office. He'd have Mel's blue book in his, mm-hmm. in his hand, who we drafted. <laughs> and then he'd say, okay, who the hell's that? <laughs> right. You know, the, that kind I mean, that's the, whereas Dan's in, you know, Eddie'd sit in the draft room, you know, he'd come in, Carmen would be on the phone because Carmen would do all the trades and John McVay would do it too. And then Eddie'd pop in like right before we'd pick, you know, and then he'd go back to his office right. with all his guys. You know, so it, it was like uh, two totally different things. And I think the biggest reason, probably the same as, same as the Ravens, why the Niners were so good year after year after year. Everybody understood the job that they had to do, and everybody was allowed to do their job. And nobody interfered. You know, you you, you knew your role, mm-hmm. and you didn't try to step in. And, like, Dwight was a GM. Dwight wasn't a personnel guy, you know? I I did all – Dwight wouldn't even he, – he sat – he'd get bored. He'd sit in the meetings for a little bit, but I – I said, ran all the meetings, everything. And nobody had a problem with how we did things. And we won and stuff. So, And then in Washington, it was a totally yeah. different deal. 
410-583-1057 is the number if you want to get in. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll get to Vinny's Dirty Dozen this week. Who is making the list? We'll find out next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Vinny and Haney's Dirty Dozen. The 12 best NFL teams according to our GM, Vinny Serrato. You're damn right I'm serious. Look, they might not be pretty, but any one of mine is worth 10 of yours. 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for Bob here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw behind the glass. Coming up at 1045, we'll go inside uh, Vinny's film study room, check in and see what the offense look like on Sunday night in the victory over the Chargers. But right now, Vinny, we're getting your dirty dozen. Who is making that list? All right, let's review from last week. Last week, Philly was one, San Fran two, Detroit three, Kansas City four, Baltimore five, Dallas six, Miami seven, Jacksonville eight, Cleveland nine, Houston ten, Buffalo eleven, and Denver twelve. So, coming in at number twelve, seven and four Cleveland. They lost to Denver 29-22. They are at the Rams. Miles Garrett has 87.5 sacks in 95 career games. Coming in at number 11. And I do think Joe Flacco's starting this week. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, can't be any worse than what's been going on yeah. in that offense. Well, I think he just gives them some stability yeah. back there. Yeah, I agree. Number 11, 6-5 and five Indy. Beat Tampa 27-20. They're at Tennessee. Zaire Franklin leads the NFL, averaging 11.3 tackles per game. And he's a guy that was an outside backer and was mm-hmm. doing nothing. And then when, um, what's his name, there got he is hurt. Leonard. When Leonard got hurt, he moved inside and he became the guy. I, I think that Colts defense, man, is kind of the best kept secret oh, right now. Seven, that's, I remember watching him on film before they played the Ravens. I said, damn, that front seven's mm-hmm. for real. Coming in at number 10. Six and five Denver beat Cleveland 29-12. They're at Houston. It's going to be an interesting That's going to be game. A good one. Yep. Denver has won five straight games for the first time since 2015. Coming in at number nine, seven and four Pittsburgh. 
beat Cincy 16-10. They host Arizona. Steelers had their first game of 400 yards of offense in 59 games. And that's not going to be the last. You think that's who they're going to be? I think they're going to throw it. Yeah, I think they're going to spread the field. I think spreading the field and getting the ball out of his hand quicker. And Fryermuth, what do he have, like 10 I targets? Mean, yeah, he had a day. And they're running the ball really well with both of their backs right now. And I think that's because you spread people mm-hmm. out and you're throwing the ball. Because you can't get eight in the box all the time. Right. Coming in at number eight, eight and three Detroit. Lost to Green Bay 29-22. They're at the Saints. Lions haven't won on Thanksgiving since 2016. Yet they're on Thanksgiving every year. Yeah. Coming in at number seven, eight and three Jacksonville. Beat Houston 24-21. They play Cincinnati on Monday night. I mean, that's going to be a joke. Yeah. Jags have scored in 20 of their last 23 quarters. Coming in at six. Eight and three Miami. Beat the Jets 34-13. They're at Washington. Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in receiving yards, is on pace for over 2,000 yards this season. He's going to have close to 200 yards receiving against Washington. I'm calling it. Oh, man. I'm calling it right now. Yeah. And it's at the, it's at Washington. Even better. It's a home game for them. Coming in at five, eight and three Dallas. Beat Washington 45-10. They host Seattle Thursday. And, uh, I mean, both teams played on Thursday last mm-hmm. week, so it kind of doesn't hurt either team. The teams that Dallas have defeated this season are combined 35 games under 500. And Seattle's not that great of a team either. No. They'll, they'll walk Especially through them. Especially on the road. They're, yeah. they're better at home. They'll walk through them. Coming in at four, nine and three Ravens. Beat the Chargers 20-10. They're on by. Zay Flowers is averaging 21.4 yards per catch on throws beyond the sticks. Number three, Kansas City, 9-3. Beat the Raiders, 31-17. They're at Green Bay um, Sunday night. Since week eight, Kansas City's defense has allowed a league lead in 4.3 yards per play. Coming in at two, 8-3 San Fran. Beat Seattle, 31-13, at Philly. In Brock Purdy's last three games, he has seven touchdowns and a quarterback rating of 131.6. He has completed 75% of his passes. So for all the people that said that he was kind of a fake and, you know, and all that, screw you guys. Yeah. He's a Cyclone and he's a Niner. <laughs> I mean, I think I think he's a solid quarterback. He, I think people... He gets the ball out of his hands really quick and he's smart as can be. And he's accurate and he always finds the open guy. Always. He's got phenomenal anticipation. Coming in at 1, 10-1 Philly. Beat Buffalo 37-34. Like I said, they're hosting the Niners. Kicker Jake Elliott, 4 for 4 in his career from 58 or more yards. Elliott's 8 for 8 with under 2 minutes or an overtime to give Philly a tie or take the lead. That's amazing. That's yeah. that's clutch, man. Yep. So, in summary, Philly 1, San Fran 2, Kansas City 3, Baltimore 4, Dallas 5, Miami 6, Jacksonville 7. I said then there's kind of a drop-off after that. Mm-hmm. Then you got Detroit 8, Pittsburgh 9, Denver 10, Indy 11, Cleveland 12. Now, could any from 8 to 12 win the Super Bowl? Absolutely, just like baseball. You know, so it's who's going to stay healthy and who's going to get hot. Yeah, I mean, the Jags, I talked about them yesterday. I 
I, I can't get myself to fully believe in the Jags just yeah. yet. I mean, they they have they have good things. You know, Calvin Ridley seems like he's starting to come back to life these last couple of games. That offense is for real. They do have Josh Allen on the defensive side, but I don't know, man. I, I don't really believe in the Jags. And when I look at the schedule for the Colts and I look at the schedule for the Texans, neither of those two teams are playing anybody for the rest of their season. The Jags schedule is a lot tougher in that regard. And, and obviously at the top two, Curious to see what happens this weekend when Philly and the Niners play each other. I I, I think the Niners are going to be in revenge mode for the way that the uh, NFC Championship game went last year. Yeah, and they'll have a quarterback. Exactly. A healthy one. That'll help. Yeah, so (laughs) I I agree. And the other thing, too, Cordell, is, is, I mean, Philly's had a beast of a schedule Mm -hmm. coming into this game, and they're a little beat up. You would think they'd wear down at some – I mean, and look, as much as I can't stand – the Eagles, I do got to give them credit for their ability to find ways to win these no games. I mean, they are. They're, they're finding ways to win without playing their best football. I'm curious to see if they can make this in that type of game against the Niners. I don't know if the Niners will open the door for all of a sudden uh, Jalen Hurts, who was throwing the ball like crap for two and a half quarters to all of a sudden throw three touchdowns and like six pass attempts. I don't know if that's going to happen against the Niners. I Niners' defense is much better than Buffalo's. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, and I think that and I, they got a pass. I mean, they got a they got loaded pass rushers. The Niners, and then you look at the offense. I mean, yeah, they've got Kittle and those. They, they they've got the number one rusher in football, who's also probably the best receiving back in football. Uh, they, they've got a really good offensive line. They've got a quarterback that takes care ta- of the ball. Left tackle in the league. I agree. And uh, Debo. They might have the best coach in the league. For all I know, to be honest, I—I I mean, Kyle Shanahan is—he's got to get over the hump at the end. But in terms of this time of year, the—the the dude just—you don't really see them get out coached very often in the regular season. Cordell, I—I I probably met Kyle. I met him in when Mike came in in '93, '92. I met Kyle in '92. I think he was like eight years old. Mm-hmm. And then when. When Dan and I interviewed Mike Shanahan mm-hmm. in California, Kyle was a GA at UCLA. So we're interviewing him in Beverly Hills at one of those nice hotels. And Mike asked if Kyle could come over. And Dan said, sure, bring him over. So Kyle, uh, I mean, um, Kyle and Mike sat on the couch while I interviewed Mike. Mm-hmm. And Kyle sat through the whole interview. Got to see what the interview yeah. process goes but it goes like in firsthand, sitting right there, and he was on that staff eventually when when Mike yeah. got brought on. Well, Mike Mike took the job because he and I had a strong relationship, mm-hmm. and then when I got fired, Mike's like, "Whoa, you know," because Mike was calling me all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about draft and all that um, when he was the coach, and because Bruce Allen knew nothing. <laughs> And that showed uh, as as time went on. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, we'll take a trip through Vinny's film study room, see what the offense did in the 20-10 victory over the Chargers. That's next here on The Fan. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 on The Fan. The Fan. Vinny and Haney back here on 105.7 The Fan. Cordell Woodland in for the Bobster here with Vinny Serrato. Quick draw McGraw 
behind the glass. We're going until 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. Coming up at 11 o'clock, Kevin Ostriker from Ravens Wire. He'll join us to talk some Ravens football as the Ravens go into the bye week at 9-3. and three. Right now, we're talking Ravens with Vinny. He's been in the film room looking back at that win over the Chargers. Vinny, what did you see from the offense? Yeah, offensively, I thought in the run game, I, I thought offensively, I thought they kind of came off the ball running the ball. I thought they ran the ball pretty pretty solidly most times. I mean, some of the times they didn't on some outside type stuff. Yeah, but when the offensive lineman had to come off the ball and knock people off the ball, thought they did a pretty good job because they didn't run it that much in the first half because they were having so much so much success with the throwing. And then in the second half, they rushed for, what, 139 yards, and they continued to control the line of scrimmage. So I thought run-wise, they did a very good job, especially coming off together and then comboing up to the linebackers and stuff. thought they did a really nice job. Now, in the pass protection stuff, Ronnie Stanley was awful. Awful. I mean, I, I think I cut out about six or seven clips where he just gets pushed back right to the quarter, right in Lamar's, right in Lamar's, um, right in into him, right into his leg. Yeah, you know. So it was it was kind of embarrassing because his right leg. I mean, because when you're when you're left tackle and a guy's bull rushing you and you got to anchor, when when that guy's coming right at you and he's trying to push you, you got to anchor and sit down. That right leg, you got to anchor with that right leg. He got no right leg. You know, and that's the knee. And we heard um, Harbs, or we'll hear Harbs talk about Ronnie. You know, he needs to get stronger and he needs to practice and he needs to work on his technique. Yeah, he needs all those things. But he was he was flat out awful. In past, and he was killing Lamar. He was killing, couldn't throw deep, you know, because of Ronnie. So it was, there, there was a lot of, lot of bad from the left tackle. Morgan Moses, he had a couple with Khalil Mack was on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he was he was special. He's in that Khalil game. Mack for a reason. Yeah, he he was good. So, getting the ball down the field and Lamar having to scramble, a lot of it was from the left tackle. Now, the wide um, likely um, likely did uh, he looked more athletic and faster than I've seen it. Maybe he's more confident. You know, and getting all the reps in practice and those kind of things. I wish on his on his in cuts, and same with the receivers, because when you bend an in, because a lot of times they'll get some knocked down. If you drift, the DB or whoever can cut you off, and you're much you're not creating any separations if you drift and round the cut. Mm-hmm. Sharp breaks create separation. Yep. So that is kind of one of my issues with all the when they just rounded in, they're not creating any separation. They're giving DBs a chance. That's that's what I see, you know, with likely on some of his plays and some with with the wide receivers. Now, did they run good routes? I, I think overall they most of them run pretty good routes. They're fairly disciplined. Um a lot of time they got to work to get open more, especially when Lamar's scrambling. Work to get open, and I'll give you one example. Was and it was rookie uh, Keaton Mitchell. He comes out of the backfield. Lamar's scrambling to the right, and you see Keaton 
look left look right to see where the defenders are and then he just sits down in a mm-hmm. hole and then Lamar dumps it to him I, I thought that was really a smart smart play now the running backs I thought offensively the running backs I thought they all three did a pretty good job I mean Gus Bus got called for a hold but that was Ronnie's fault I mean Ronnie Ronnie he you know, Ronnie just let the guy come right through, and he had to grab him. Right. So, but Gus, he did, he averaged, what, like 2.5 yards? But he made a couple big plays. He caught the ball out of the backfield. He didn't have as many reps as the others. And I thought Justice Hill, the, the opportunities that he had, thought he did a nice job. A lot of times, he's in there for, he's the best chipper that they have in pass protection. And I think that's why he gets... A lot of his reps. Now, Keith Mitchell, I think he just, just keeps getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can run inside. He can run outside. He can outrun angles. He can break tackles. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I wish they'd give him um, some quick screens and some of those things, too. Uh, maybe they don't want to give him too much because they don't want him to get hurt because he has had some uh, issues in the past. But overall, offensively, um, they could run it good most of the time. They could pass it at times, but third down sucked. Yeah. And a lot of times is you're third and long. Right. And that that's that's the problem is third and long, and then they're bringing pressure, and Ronnie's not blocking. And, and when you're going third and long, you can't – it's hard to run your quick stuff because you need yards. So um, – and I, I think – Todd even said it yesterday. He says, I never felt like we couldn't move the ball or we were struggling moving the ball. We just couldn't make for third downs. Mm-hmm. I think they were, what, 4-13? Yep. F- so that was that was the biggest problem because the offense had some real nice stuff and they could run it, but third down was the killer for them. With Mitchell, he started Sunday night. Yep. You, you believe that that's going to be the trend going forward? I think so. And um, if if not, just because to me, Justice Hill has his role. Mm-hmm. Gus Bus has his role. And Keaton, not the best of blockers, but he can run inside, he can run outside, he can hit a home run, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think he, he can do more. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely got, the out of the three guys, he's the home run hitter. You oh, know, no, out he of just outruns angle. Yeah. You know, I mean, because he may, I if you watch the DBs and stuff, they get caught in their tracks, Cordell, because it's like, damn, <laughs> you know, they think they're taking the right angle, but he outruns angles. That's yeah. how fast he is. Coming up next here on Vinny and Haney, Kevin Ostriker from Ravens Wire, also locked on Ravens podcast. He'll join us to talk about the Ravens' victory over the Chargers. Does he believe that the Ravens will be able to stay atop the AFC throughout the remainder of the season? We'll ask Kevin that and more next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.